D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. Welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we're bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content, and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. Hello, everyone. It's Garen. Hello. Hold on. Oh, that was a solid intro. Yeah. No, that's got to stay as is. That's awesome. Thanks. What was, All right. what was your name? Hi, this is Garen. I'm Dan. And I'm confident about it. I'm sure of it. And this week, we've created level four characters that have multi-classed three times. Yes, so we have level four characters who are one level in four different classes. This came from one of our folks on our Facebook page. And we tried to find this post, and we couldn't find your name. Please get back at us. We want to thank you because we thought this was a really fun idea. And we went for it. So you could say that the characters we've made this week are a jack of all trades and a master of none. Actually, we will say that, in fact, because uh, that's the name of this episode. I'm not sure how this week went for you, Garen, but my character is absolutely terrible. So I'll save the worst for last. Why don't you go ahead and start us off this week by introducing us to your scattershot creation? I got no problem doing this because I freaking crushed it this week. Oh. Let me... T- Let me tell you about a small team of elite hunters that they handle all the messy business for the real grand dragons around the world. You know, dragons are powerful. Dragons are evil and feared, and dragons have no problem laying waste to an army. But sometimes they don't want to bring extra heat down on themselves. So they hire these guys who go out there and just, you know cut down one or two people that are causing a little too much trouble here and there, making waves as a hero that could rise against the dragon's tyranny. So in a recent attempt on the life of a noble knight, one of the agents of this faction was killed. He was known as Alturiac, the Claw of Winter, as he was a member of the squad known as Twelve Deaths. Named so after the 12 months of the calendar, signifying that the time will come for every enemy of the dragons. This left a spot in the Twelve Deaths, for a new member and a young white dragonborn that has shown promise and malice as a savage killer of humanoids. He was happily running errands for small-time crime lords, especially when it involved getting to hurt someone. He's brought on, he's trained in his stealth to catch his enemies by surprise. This week, I am bringing to you Alturiak, the level 4 white dragonborn with a faction agent background and levels in Bloodhunter, Cleric, Ranger, and Wizard. Your backstories usually suck, but this one was actually pretty good. I've even inspired this character. He is, dragons are greedy, and that's why he's snatching up all these classes, because he's greedy for skills. He wants everyone's abilities. He wants to know everything. That's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. (laughs) You just ruined it. That was dumb. Real stupid. Well, well, then I'm editing that part out. Tell me about your shithead. Uh, Hang on a second. I got to... There's something on the TV I want to just check out real quick. And don't miss this week's episode of Marta where the lovable hobgoblin finds himself face-to-face with one of the most frightening beasts in all of the forest. Roar! Will he befriend it or slay it and then heal it back to health? Then don't miss Marta's Prayers, where Marta answers one lucky fan's wishes and heals him back to health through the power of prayer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have created the popular character from Marta, that popular TV show. Level 1 paladin, level 1 barbarian, level 1 cleric, level one ranger hobgoblin of the noble background that's the best i could come up with because it makes no sense (laughs) he's a noble hobgoblin and he's on some crappy daytime soap 
It's not a daytime soap. This is primetime TV. That was daytime commercial quality right there. Oh. Overhyped exclamation points. Will he be able to do it? I thought it was great. And actually, if not some daytime soap, it would be a telenovela. Lots of cutaways to the face. A lot of looking right into the camera. That's Marta. <laughs> well, this character, I will not deny, is a great example of, of just terrible variety. But you know what is not a bad variety? A variety what? pack from Cantrip Candles. Cantrip Candles are 100% soy candles that are specifically designed to accompany your tabletop adventures in D&D and Pathfinder. They have a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in the fantasy world. Bakeries, tanneries, even dungeon quarters full of sweet, sweet loot. The candle that we just lit here in the lab is called A Walk in the Woods, and it offers notes of fresh air, pine, and sandalwood. It honestly reminds me of a nature center walk from when I was a kid and would be absolutely perfect for those lost in the woods adventures or even a fae forest. But to be honest, you can find a scent for just about every adventure in their variety pack. Uh, we got one ourselves because we simply could not decide on just one. You too can be fickle because these variety packs offer you their sampler packs that give you all of their scents for just $11 plus shipping. Once you decide that you want every single one of them, be sure to splurge on their newly offered 16 ounce candle size because they all come with a free metal D20 and you don't even have to expend a spell slot. So be sure to check them out. That is Cantrip Candles. And if you don't know how to spell Cantrip, you should not be playing D&D. &D. Thank you, Dan and Cantrip Candles for that message. I will go ahead and start us off for this episode in the melee category. Let's hear it. I am starting pretty, pretty, pretty weak. Alteriak is not a up-close fighter, as will come to be known as this goes on, so I am actually going to bow my head for a minus two, as he has nothing. You have no melee attacks? I have no Has this, has this ever happened? I don't think so. You'll see when I... Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those you'll see things. Whatever, minus two. I'm arguing a plus one. I have a plus three to hit. 1d12 plus one slashing damage with the great axe, and I also have the ability to rage. So you started as a barbarian? No, started as a paladin. How'd you get a great axe? I don't know. The paladin allows you to take a great axe. Oh, okay. I'll believe that. So anyways, plus one, uh, plus one is what I'm arguing. Yeah, yeah, that's a plus. You know, you got the rage out. Of course, absolutely. Not only do I got the rage, I got the range. I'm arguing a zero here. I got a plus three to hit, 1d10 plus one piercing damage with a heavy crossbow. Okay, yes. Yeah, I can, got, I can totally see that. What do you got for that. range then, guy? I actually used D&D &D Beyond, which is fantastic. And when I set up my thing, I said, yeah, go ahead and throw in critical role content. Go ahead and throw in game testing content. And so when I got to choose weapons, there just happened to be a hunting rifle there. So I chose hunting rifle. Okay. And so I'm going to be taking a plus two on ranged with my 2d10 plus two damage. That with is a so OP. All right. You're, plus you're four rolling. to hit. You're rolling. All right. I have a 11 in charisma. So I got to get this 17 right on the nose. I rolled a 10. I'll take a one. Sweet. Because I was not going to argue that that was not a plus two. It's an absolutely a plus two. But what do you have when it comes to magic damage in our burninating category? Dude, just starting to pop it all off right here. I've got three cantrips, all frost-related because I am a white dragonborn. I have got chill touch, frostbite, and ray of frost. Well, I think this is going to probably hurt your smooth operator because you're a white dragonborn. You probably can't dance very well. I cannot dance, but I'm not really worried about it because I don't really like people seeing me. Okay. Especially from, like, childhood dancing experiences. Is your vertical also pretty bad? 
My vertical is awful. Okay. I like right. I like to stay low to the ground so I don't have to jump a lot. Okay, solid. So I've got the chill touch. Now chill touch technically necrotic damage, but I'm gonna play it as cold damage. So those are D6 or D8 depending on what you're throwing out there. I also have Can my blood right. Can you explain to me how you're gonna play chill touch as cold damage when a skeletal hand comes and wraps around a creature? They're they're icicle fingers instead of skeleton. Oh, fingers. they're icicle fingers. Got it. All right, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Next question. I also, as my blood right of being a blood hunter, I have got the frost right naturally. So that is one d4 frost damage to every bullet I shoot when I ignite my frost right. So that's adding magic damage onto my as that was 2d10 plus 2 already. And I've got my dragon, my white dragon frost breath. So I am arguing that this is a very solid one. It is, you're gonna get the one, but you didn't mention that your breath stank. Cold also, breath, man? Yeah, but it says, Dude, stank, it says stank cold. It's wintergreen. That's a lie. Wintergreen 24 seven, bitch. <laughs> What was that? Did you just did you just muffle the word bitch when you said it? Did you just go wintergreen twenty wintergreen twenty four seven bitch? So I'm gonna go with a negative one. I have poison spray one d twelve cantrip. That's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah, that's that's a negative one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tight 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 game. All right. How's your control? All right. So I'm moving on to control. I'm arguing a plus one here. I have speak with animals, animal friendship, divine sense, and then I also have the racial ability of the hobgoblin called saving face which hobgoblins are careful to not show weakness in front of their allies for fear of losing status. So if you miss with an attack roll or fail an ability check or saving throw, you can gain a bonus to the roll equal to the number of allies that you can see around you within 30 feet. The maximum bonus is plus five. Uh, once you use this trait, you cannot use it again until you finish a short or long rest. That's actually pretty unique and cool. They don't usually uh, allow you to add the number of allies that are around you within 30 feet for anything in 5e so i thought that was pretty creative that Plus is one. cool i no i give you that I, your your speak with animals and and divine sense is not that great you have to spend time on on using the divine sense i would say this is more zero worthy speak with animals animal friendship divine sense yeah you got way too much animal stuff going on there D you've never seen the show have you marta is a nature loving fun loving first and foremost, but nature-loving, jack-of-all-trades. All right, you quote me an episode where he does something in nature that is controlling, involving animals, and we'll discuss a plus one. Go. I'm not even, even going to try that. Just, I'll take the zero. No way. Um, all right, zero. Yeah, so what? how's your control? My control is pretty top-notch. I'm actually arguing a two on this because I have advantage when I'm tracking humans, elves, fae, undead, or fiends. I have the Bane cantrip, which gives the person that I send it at their next attack or save, they have to roll a 1d4 and put it lower. I also have the alarm spell, which I can use as a ritual, which is exactly what it sounds like. If they come near me, I know it happened. My alarm goes off. Do it, do it, and do it, do it, do it, do it. I've got expeditious re retreat, which allows me to double dash every turn, which is definitely getting me out of a situation. I like it. That's a plus two. You're not as I'll listy as I thought it was gonna get, but uh, it is level four, so you're gonna get your plus two. I'm a big Thank control. You. I'm a I'm a big control freak. I like the control category, and you had some impressive stuff there. But tell me, how tanky are you? So here's my tankiness. It's pretty decent. I have got 34 hit points, an AC of 16. I have Shield of Faith, which you can cast as a bonus action to bump that up to a 18 if I need it to be. And I have False Life, a spell which grants me 1d4 plus four temporary hit points. I am arguing this is a one. Uh, I'm gonna argue it's a zero, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm arguing a plus two. I have an AC of 18 all the time. 
48 hit points. I've got the rage ability, which gives me those resistances while I'm raging. And I also have lay on hands, my friend. But only for five life. Yeah, you're right, five life. So honestly, I got the lay on hands pool. I've got rage, 48 hit points and an AC of 18. All right, all right. You sure I don't get a one? Yeah, I'm positive you don't get a one. My, my stats are blowing yours out of the water. Yeah. Always with the blowing out of the water on tankiness for you. Always. So All right. All right. I'm going to tell you how I help my friends. But before I get into that, I'd like to let our listeners know how they can help their friends over here at the Character Lab. A couple months ago, we launched our Patreon page, and we're super excited to bring you some extra content on the cheap. We have tiers that start at just one buck and move all the way up to $20. We have a Discord that you can chat with us on, but not even really our loved ones want to do that face-to-face -face for free. But, you know, maybe you want to pay a dollar to do that. Uh, we also have bonus episodes for our $5 and up patrons. We also offer up early access to our regular show that you're listening to now. It's available every Tuesday instead of Wednesday. You can unoptimize our characters for us. You can even name our characters. For details on all of that, be sure to head on over to patreon.com forward slash DND character lab. Now, let me tell you how Marta helps his friends. I'm already going to plus two here. I have cure wounds, spare the dying, resistance, and Guidance, I also have that Lay on Hands that I mentioned before. And then of course I have the Ceremony spell, which we haven't covered this in a while, and We just covered it. We just, and I just had it, I just had it like two weeks ago. Okay, fine. I'm not gonna go over it then. No, what do you want to say about Ceremony? Don't read the whole well, thing Well, I was to gonna, I was, what's, what's a, I was gonna tell the whole thing because it's a very diverse spell. You can do a lot of stuff with it. You can help your friends. You can even be inefficient at their wedding. What would you say at the wedding? Oh, Marta would do one of his catchphrases. What are those? I didn't know he had catchphrases. Oh yeah, every time he gets into trouble, it's uh... Ay Dios! What the hell was that? Ay Dios. Oh God, he's just a fun loving guy. And so he does funny faces. Ay Dios! It's so good that you're doing your funny faces for this radio. It's not a radio show. Yeah, well, apparently, but we can't appreciate Marta. Could you do one of your funny faces? You know that's what? Great. I think that's... These, I think these that's, Marta funny I, faces are crushing it right I now. You want a plus two for I, funny faces? I think that that kind of sums up the whole thing with Marta is that I don't think anybody's really going to appreciate Marta no matter what he does in this lab episode. So I'm already going to plus two here, and that's... I ain't backing down. Okay, folks, turn your TVs to channel 30 nothings to watch Marta because obviously <laughs> you have to see it on TV to really appreciate it. That's right. You can have your plus two. I want a one. I have Spare the Dying as a cantrip, but I also have Blessings of the Trickster, which I can grant advantage on stealth checks for my allies, and I can do that as often as I want. And I think that's a very powerful ability. Level one clerics get it. That's an awesome ability, actually. I did not know you could use it as many times as you want. After listening to Critical Role so much and Jester using it all the time, I actually had to go check. I was like, What's her limit? There's no limit. No it lasts limit. for a minute or unless you give it to someone else. Okay. Are those the only two things you're arguing? Yes, but I think it's That's, so no, choice. No, zero, man. One. Zero. You have two things. I also have Spare the Dying, and you've got a, a pretty neat stealth check ability. That's it, though. No. <sighs> zero. All right. How balanced is your stupid character with a really elaborate backstory? You're just jealous because of how choice my backstory is. I didn't even get into the fact that Urktar, who is named after the month of the rotting, was a close friend of the old Arteriac, so he feels like he's really got to prove something against this young up-and-comer. You know, Urktar's like the guy who wears like the shaded sunglasses and is always threatening him in the locker room. But Arteriac's not worried. He's a very balanced, stable character. He's got a strength of 14, dex of 14, con of 10, intelligence of 14, wisdom of 13, charisma of 11. I got proficiency in acrobatics, investigation, stealth, 
survival and insight i think this is plus two i think this is perfectly balanced yeah i'm not gonna argue with you and honestly to multi-class you have to have a pretty balanced character that's kind of the way that it works there's a lot of rules oh absolutely so i'm gonna argue a plus one here i have a strength of 13 dex of 13 con of 15 intelligence of 11 wisdom of 13 charisma of 13 I have proficiency in religion, persuasion, nature, medicine, history, and animal handling, as, of course, Marta would. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, the, the, the only reason I'm not arguing a plus two here is my spellcasting modifier is wisdom. My spell save DC is 11. Spell tech bonus is three. So not the most optimized, but the rest of those numbers are pretty much as balanced as one could get. That's true. That's good. Yeah, that's that's a solid one for you. Man, I forgot to make you roll. I hope you're asking for something big on the end here. So tell me about your smooth operator. So I'm arguing a zero here. I have a plus three to persuasion, plus three to animal handling, plus two to nature checks. So basically, I would knock gently on the door of the inn owned by the chieftain <laughs> of an enemy band of thieves as a disheveled outdoorsman that appeared down on his luck. I would, of course, be accompanied by my pet, Zorbo, who appeared puppy-eyed and desperate. They're cute as can be. You know, you just want to fall in love with these things. And I think that that would grant me access into the inn of of this enemy chieftain band of thieves house. So No, that's what anybody I'm would know a Zorbo. Zorbos are those ones that be chewing up your AC with their magic powers. And nah, not, but then he's got that, no one... You know what? I, I got that befriend animal and animal handling. This thing, I would just... And I can speak with animals. I would just say, bueno, look, I need you to look sad so that we can get in here. Okay. And so that's that's at least my rationale. I, I think this is a zero. That's my that's my argument. I thought it was I do want to point out I'm not out there doing a lot of voices, but our listeners, if you go back on our catalog, you will notice the only voice Dan ever does if he does one is a Spanish voice. That's that's correct. It's the only accent he's comfortable with. I have none, so I can't really talk that much. All right, I'll give you a zero for the flavor there. I'm asking for a plus two. I've got my proficiency in stealth and investigation. I'm tracking down a mark, right? Like I'm an assassin if I haven't made that clear enough. So once I find my mark, I use light and thaumaturgy to make it look like someone's Dumb. being attacked in an alley. You hear a woman scream, ah! How in are an you going to cast two cantrips at the same time? They're different. There's a flash of red light like a fireball, a woman's scream of thaumaturgy. My mark is this noble paladin, right? And he's like, whoa, what's going on in this alley? So he dips down into the alley. They walk down there alone. I use my acrobatics to get into position behind them, and I pop off a couple of my my hunting rifle shots with that 2d10 plus 2 plus 1d4. Then I spare the dying on them once they're unconscious, and I charm person to make them believe that I am trying to help them get back to their friends. Okay, scenario, scenario here. You'll get the plus 2. They succeed on the save against the charm. How are you getting out of this? I shoot them again. That's not very smooth, man. <laughs> if, I can't, if I can't charm them... I have to kill them. You're not going to get a plus two there. That's not smooth. All right. Let me tell you what plus my, one. my back. <sighs> you could you could have had a really neat answer there that would have gotten you a plus two. That that was weak. I failed on that. I'll take my one because I, I screwed up that improvisation. But here's the yes. deal. Wait a minute. But Let's this say is I called do... spitting fire and you have ice breath. So I think, you know, you got your argument. You got your work cut out for you here. Let's not get into semantics because Alturiac's got a plan. I charmed him, right? I walk them back to the inn where the rest of their party is hanging out. I walk them outside the inn. I use thaumaturgy to raise my voice. And I say, say goodbye to your friend. I pop a shot in their back, kill them in front of the inn. Then I disguise myself 
as a regular humanoid and I duck into an alley. When they all come rushing out and there's a commotion of people in the street, I come out too and I say, I saw something that way and I point down the street. The whole party takes off down the street, right? And as they're running away, I blast them in the back with my breath and I pop off a few shots into their backs. Then I use Expeditious Retreat to double dash away from them, get out of range because I've got longer range than even a longbow I gotta and I tell shoot you, them this again. Is- this is mostly very smooth operating. You're not really intimidating them. You're just tricking them and then just killing them when they turn and go the other way. Hey, look over there. And then you just blast them with a breath. How is that intimidating? I killed their friend right in front of the inn. I hit him with the fire. Whoops. I hit him with the ice breath. God. I'm a one-man army. Yeah, and you're also getting a plus one. It's not intimidating. You're smooth. I was really proud of these stories, by the way. Well... You got your work cut out for you, man. I don't know. So my pet Zorbo, obviously quite menacing, as you mentioned. So I let One, him loose. One, two, three, I... four, take the elevator at the hotel, Zorbo. I'll be glad to see you later. Dude, dude, all we all got, we got inside. inside is... Eating ACs. So I just let him loose in the home. While I'm speaking with the animal, I just direct him to do what I want him to do until my will is carried out. So I'm going to I'm gonna put the Zorbo on the dude, and I'm gonna just going to have him, you know, bite his leg. I'm not going to have him let go. I'm just interrogating the guy. I get the info I need. I find the the map to the town to get into all the secret areas that I need to get into. I'm thinking this is a plus one. No, all right. So here's you're you're basing your whole thing off the fact that you would have a pet yeah. of a wild Zorbo. creature. Yeah, I can befriend no. animals. I have a spell to befriend animals, my friend. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's a monstrosity. He's not an animal. All right. Let's not get into semantics. You were all over, this is this is smooth operator, this is spinning fire, but uh, my monstrosity could be an animal. Know your role. We Fine. both overplayed our hand. Fine, negative one. <laughs> I didn't even make you roll this. You know what, roll for that negative one, just to see if you fail it. What is the DC on a negative one? I've never had to roll for that. I believe it's like a seven. I have a plus one to my charisma. I rolled a 16. Good for you. All right, so I'm going to tell you in X Factor why someone would want to play Marta. And the reason is, don't you want to recreate your favorite episodes of of Marta? I loved Oh No Zorbo. Ay Dios, parts 1 through 17. Hobgoblin up the desserts. That was a real farce. I'm glad that you share in the fandom. I was trying to hold back because this is a competition show, but I'm a big Marta fan. What was that? I'm a big Marta fan. (laughs) Marta. I sound like a vampire. Yeah, so would you play Marta? Uh, no. By no means. No? No. Nothing redeeming about him? I'm gonna be honest, you have no business multi-classing this many times at level four. <laughs> no, it's a real mess. It's it's awful. You're not good at anything. I would put Alturiak in a game as a villain. I think he'd okay. be, especially with that rifle, like, they would never see that coming. Oh, and it's a powerful one. He is good at one thing, and that is being, like, a sneaky sniper. So, that being said, who takes home the gold? Uh, because I talked you down with the Zorbo, I eked you out on this one with a six to four. Yeah, well earned. Well earned. Another win in whatever number of columns of wins I have and, and you. We're not keeping track anymore. It's like American soccer. No, it's... It's always I'm, there. No, it's always happening. You tune in sometimes. Maybe you're listening to a, a game and drinking a beer like you're listening to an episode of this. You're like, oh, this is still around? People stopped listening to it 15 episodes ago. But we're still here compulsively creating characters. Mark that down as another terrible character creation by yours truly. Uh, Well played this week, Garen. But why don't you update our listeners as to what is coming out of the lab? Well, the format of our show may be getting stale, but our meth will never not be fresh. True. Number two, look forward on the DMs Guild for 
Jimmy Jr.'s Horde of Horses and other exotic mounts that are also for sale. I'm very excited about this PDF. It's going to be on DMs Guild for only a buck. If you want to see what kind of content we're producing, check out Wombo's Guide to Combos already on DMs Guild. 27 different combo actions you can use with your friends. Number four, our Patreon. New Monster Lab went up on the 15th of April. A new episode of Fight Club dropped on the first of this month, May. Thank you so much for those of you that have or considering. A big shout out to Mike Kaplan, one of our new patrons. And next week... We are so excited because we have an episode with an extremely special guest. We can't believe that he said yes to this, but we are so thankful. And we're going to have a blast recording an episode with Sig Neutron, who you may know from Maze Arcana, Dungeon Queens. You may know him from Face Off, the prosthetic makeup show on the Sci-Fi Channel where he won a season because he's such a great artist. He's out there. He's streaming D&D. He's streaming art. He took some time with us to record an episode. It's awesome. We can't wait to show you guys that. Yeah, and there's honestly always some great stuff to be excited about here uh, coming out of the lab. But that is all for this week, Lab Rats. And just remember, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Thank you for listening. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> this has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at DND Character Lab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. <laughs>